Have you ever wondered what it's like to witness a murder? Forrest grabbed the knife and then just stabbed Johnny in one motion. Or how it feels to be shot. I was immediately hit by a barrage of bullets. Or how you would react if your spouse hired someone to kill you. And he was to put me in a grave with a bullet wound on my head. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a stalking victim. Came back upstairs and when I came back and turned the corner into my room, I saw him standing there. You'll hear from a man who was kidnapped and tortured. I would do anything, say anything, to simply get away. And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at whatwasthatlike.com. This podcast contains adult themes and language, and some of the things that we discuss may be disturbing to some listeners. In this podcast, we discuss sexual assault, torture, race, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. Bienvenidos, bitches, and buiti binafi. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Fruit Loops is a podcast about true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that we do not hear or know much about. Contrary to popular belief, not all serial killers are straight cis white dudes. What? No, that's right. There are many well-documented cases of serial killers of color and Fruit Loops is a podcast all about them. We will take deep dives into the fascinating lives and crimes of serial killers and true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that the media and entertainment commonly leave out because the news is racist, allegedly. And we are Wendy and Beth. She's Wendy. I'm Beth. We're not journalists, investigators, or psychologists. Just a couple of gals interested in true crime. Also, the opinions expressed in this podcast are just that, our opinions. Please send any questions or comments to fruitloopspod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 602-935-6294. And we may feature it on a future episode. Also, our website is fruitloopspod.com, and we use Fruit Loops Pod for all our social media. The footnotes for each episode can be found on our website. Plus, check it out for the different ways that you can support the show and become a Fruit Loops patron. So, Beth, tell the people. Who are we talking about today? I mean, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, we're on a break. So today's episode is going to be a little different. This is an episode that we recorded for our patrons. The date we recorded it is in the title, so the stories are a little dated, and there could be more recent information available now. But anyway, what we do in these episodes is share news stories with each other that are trending on that date, mostly true crime, but anything that we find interesting and talk about what's going on on in the world. These patron-only episodes are a little more conversational, personal, and less edited. And if you are already a patron at the $5 level, maybe you don't know that these are available to you. Well, they are! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! 
<laughs> just log into Patreon or Podbean, whichever platform you sign up for as a patron, and they will be there in your feed. We hope you enjoy this episode. To get more of these episodes, which we release weekly, become a patron at the $5 and uh, up tier. Yeah. Actually, there's no tier above $5, <laughs> but for some reason, people do it, and we thank you. And with that, let's get on with the show. <laughs> Extra, extra, read all about it. Fruit Loop has some updates for you, and we are gonna shout it. Um, I just wanted to say it's a sad day for the hip hop world because Uh-oh. Biz Marquis died oh. of complications from diabetes. Ooh. Um, do you know Biz Marquis? I bet you- I don't. You know that song? You. You got what I need. Yes, I know that you song. Say he's just a friend. Don't ever get with the girl who has a friend. Yeah. So that's Biz Marquis. <laughs> okay. And uh, he was an American rapper, singer, songwriter, DJ, and record producer. And again, he's best known for that 1989 single, Just a Friend, um, which became a top 40 hit in several countries. Yeah. Uh, he was born in Harlem and he died in Detroit on the 16th of July with his wife How by old his was side. He? Um, I want to say 50 something. Mid fifties, still pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, that's a uh, sad dude. Well, that's so rest, sad, sad yeah. news. Yeah, rest in peace, Bismarcky. Um. Let's see. Uh, there's a Ugandan athlete, uh, who went to Tokyo and has been missing. Did you hear about oh, this? No, I did not. Well, his name is Julius Sekitoleko. I apologize for the pronunciation. He's 20 years old, a Ugandan athlete, a weightlifter, and he went missing in Tokyo just before the start of the Olympics. Are they started yet? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Follow All I know is it's, it's just the bad sports. news. Yeah. People are getting Delta Delta COVID. Um, it they should have just shut the whole thing down. But what do I know? Anyway, so he left a note before disappearing, expressing concerns about going back to his country of origin. Oh. He, he, so he failed to qualify for the Olympics. And according to CNN, the weightlifter said in his note that Uganda was too difficult and he wished to work and stay in Japan. Oh. Uh, he also made a request in the note for uh, members of his delegation to send his belongings back to his wife. Oh, wow. um, and he was supposed to fly back on July 20th, but he is nowhere to be found. Uh, he was last seen at a local station near his uh, hotel on Friday and um, officials noticed that he was missing (laughs) when they went to his hotel around noon on Friday um, to receive a COVID test sample. And uh, he was not there. He was, he was gone. So uh, what's interesting about this is he's not the first Ugandan athlete to go missing uh, during uh, like big competitions. Apparently two Ugandan athletes um, along with others from Moana and Cameroon disappeared during the 2019 Commonwealth games in gold coast. Australia. Wow. And then a pair of rugby players from Uganda also went missing during the 2014 Commonwealth Games in Glasgow, Scotland. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Ugandan Olympic delegation, they said they they arrived in Japan on July 7th. They're doing their mandatory quarantine like everybody who's going over there has to do. Um, 
There is somebody in the Uganda delegation who tested positive for the Delta variant. And the chief uh, demission of the Ugandan delegation said the team is cooperating with local authorities to try to find Seki Toleko. Um, and according to uh, Human Rights Watch, uh, I guess here's what's been going on in Uganda. Recently, they held elections and declared President Yoweri Museveni, uh, who has been in power since 1986, oh, as the winner of the election. Oh, so uh, it's probably so, rigged. Yeah, yeah rigged. Maybe, and maybe there's some corruption, perhaps. Um, oh, yes, the election was followed by violence uh, with security forces arresting journalists and killing protesters. Oh, and uh, he, Yeah, so um, I can understand him not being super jazzed about going back home. Yeah. Now, Human Rights Watch said that uh, Ugandans are still facing torture and violations of basic rights. Wow. Um, so just wanted to say Tokyo Fruities and Olympic Watchers be on the lookout. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating, and overeating. Okay, so the copy here says to talk about my experience with stress. Oh boy, <laughs> do you have an hour? Uh, where do I begin? <laughs> Work, bills, life, family. I could go podcast. on for a very, yeah, <laughs> podcast, a very long time. And I actually do though in therapy, which is so helpful for me so I can manage, deal, and get through it. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time. Here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash fruit. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash fruit. All right, guys, it's it's time for me to come clean. It's okay. it's time for me to tell the truth. Right. It's time for me to spill the beans. Okay. It's time <laughs> to fess up. It's time to keep it a buck. Keep it 100. Are you going to get to it? Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. So sometimes after dark, I sneak away and play Best Fiends. Others may wonder about my mysterious disappearances. They say, who does she think she is? David Blaine? David Copperfield? I say none of the above. In fact, I'm having so much fun playing Best Fiends. Ever heard? of it? Why, yes, I have. <laughs> I love Best Fiends. I love collecting the little monsters when you play so I can level up my fiends. Also, I love going in for the super long matches to free up the board and beat levels. Ooh. I am happy to report that I am on level 440. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, friend, I see you flexing over there. <laughs> now, Best Fiends is a free-to-download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting new levels for new adventures and challenges every time you play. I am on on level 304. Beth, tell them about the offline play. Yes, of course. <laughs> there is offline play, so you don't even need Wi-Fi or the internet. Oh, good. So download your new favorite getaway, Best Fiends, for free today on the App Store or Google Play. You'll even get $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Um, let's see... Uh, so I don't know if you heard about this. There is this pandemic. It's called COVID-19. Yes. What? Would you believe it, girls? <laughs> and it, it, we are not out of the woods. No. I mean, no, shit it's is the getting, Delta variant is the getting Delta, bad. It is getting bad. 
Uh, numbers are on the rise, hospitalizations are going up, and school is starting in two weeks yeah. here in Arizona. And um, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, all children above age two should be wearing masks, regardless of vaccination status, right. uh, when schools reopen in the fall. And according that, that's according to an NBC News report. To be clear, though, there is no federal mask mandate for yeah. schools or children. And the C- the CDC, the WHO, who knows what the what they're you know saying? They go back and forth. Um, and I I listened to an interview with the Department of Education secretary and. He was like, you know what? You're right. There is no federal mandate. Next question. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, what are they going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that they're going to do. He did, though, acknowledge that it's a challenging situation. Yeah. No fucking shit. So um, I was talking to one of our fruities. Um, it was Brie on Instagram. And we were both just sort of expressing like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm nervous. Me too. Like when our kids start school in the fall right. and we're, we're trying to be a good example to our kids. we still wear masks everywhere, but when they go to school, they um, could be in the minority and they're already yeah. minorities or, you right. know, under, you marginalized kids. So you know what? I don't know I what the peer people pressure look at of it. me funny for wearing a mask and I'm an yeah, adult. Exactly. So. Yeah. So I don't know what that peer pressure is going to mean for uh, uh, all of our communities, our globe, our global community. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. If this, how this will affect the numbers and our fight to get out of this mess. Yeah. Uh, it's such a simple solution, you know, it really, it really is. Get yeah, vaccinated get, and yeah. wear masks. I mean, yeah. and yeah. then everything really could go back pretty much to normal but it could it could but people are so t- i get so the fatigue. resistant i get the i get the mask fatigue i, I don't. get you don't <laughs> no i'm just trying to empathize right i mean <laughs> i don't get it because maybe it's hard to i don't think there. it's a big deal maybe everybody's sick of smelling their own breath i know i have halitosis and i prefer <laughs> wearing masks uh <laughs> plus i um you know it is weird not being able to smile at people, but I'm just smiling with my eyes. I forget. Really? I forget that I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. Oh, that's well, you must have some really nice, comfy masks. I don't <laughs> forget. My glasses are always fogging up. Oh, yeah. Uh, that That is a pain. <laughs> the glasses fogging up. Yeah. But I really don't think it's a big deal. No. Um, You know what I mean? Uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's right. It's, like the, it's so easy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It re- yeah, it really is. Um, but uh, you know, I just time will tell when when we're at the end of this thing, and uh, we're just not there yet. So, um, me personally, we will be sending our kids to school with masks, but I don't know what the school is going to do if they're going to make all the kids wear them or 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 what. You know. Yeah. So we just do our best and see what happens. Hold yeah, your breath. Yeah. What <laughs> see what do? happens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Got a couple more stories here. Um, okay. Did you hear about the bloodthirsty vampire who has I killed kids and that. drank their blood? Yes. I, well, did, I did not read the whole story, though. So tell me about it. Okay. So in Kenya, they arrested what they call the, well, the media is calling the bloodthirsty vampire child killer. Uh, his name is Matsem Milimo Wamjala, 20 years old. And he was arrested last week for the killing of two children whose bodies were found dumped in a forested area near Nairobi, the capital of Kenya. Uh, but in a confession, he was like, 
there's more. Oh, <laughs> he gosh. Admitting, he admitted to the killing of at least 10 young teenagers, wow. according to police. And there's a there was a bunch of child disappearances in Kenya, almost two per day in recent weeks. Whoa. And Wanjala single-handedly massacred his victims in the most callous manner, sometimes through sucking blood from through their veins before executing them. So he um, actually did suck their blood. Yes. Uh, and uh, Twitter, uh, again, is describing him as a bloodthirsty vampire. His victims were 12 to 13 years old, and the murders go back as five years. Whoa. Um, he so drugged there's got to the- be more than 10. I'm thinking so. I mean, for him to be so like, oh, I have I have a secret to tell. Yeah. Would you like to hear some tea? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Uh, you know, the, can you can you imagine like thinking you arrested this guy and got got this monster off the street for two killings and then all of a sudden there's more? There's what? more. Yeah. <laughs> um. So his first victim, he said, was tw- a 12 year old girl five years ago. So that's how we know it. Um, it goes at least five years back. Um, some of the victims' bodies were dumped in thickets. Some were submerged in sewer lines and left to rot. Um, uh, one teenage boy he uh, took and drugged. Um, he demanded money from the family, 30 Kenyan, 30,000 Kenyan shillings. And um they didn't give it to him, I don't think. Uh, and he killed them. He killed oh, the boy. God. Um, and he was very unapologetic about his crimes. And he told detectives that he derived, quote, a lot of pleasure, uh, end quote, from killing his victims. Wow. So uh, I believe that would be an excellent episode. But I yeah. don't think there's enough information quite yet. 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 Not yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, not yet. He was just arrested. So, but yeah. Uh, sounds like a... Crazy story. Crazy story right up our alley. uh, And uh, stay tuned. Um, Let's see. Well, there's a father in New Jersey who burned burned his house down with his baby inside. And a Baltimore police officer (laughs) killed his stepson. Oh, jeez. Hit him in the wall. Which story do you want to hear about? <gasps> oh, God. I don't oh. want to hear. <laughs> oh, and another story. There's oh. a dude who was on uh, Law & Order SVU, and uh, he's also been on the show. Um, what other show? Uh, SVU and uh, Law & Order SVU and Boardwalk Empire and the Mysteries of Laura, Laura and Blue Buds, who shot somebody uh, and is being charged one. with murder. You did? Because I didn't. Is it on your list? No, no, but I heard about it. Okay, well, here goes. Uh, so Isaiah Stokes is his name. He's been charged with murder in the second degree and two counts of criminal possession of a weapon, according to the Queen's DA. This announcement came on Friday. And uh, the actor was indicted for the murder of Tyrone Jones, rest in power king. Um, but this happened in Queens. Isn't that funny? Anyway, uh, <laughs> inappropriate. Next part. Uh, so Stokes was 41 years old. He was arraigned Friday morning on that three-count indictment. Uh, charging him with murder, as I said. And uh, he's been uh, in multiple TV shows since the mid-2000s. I didn't recall seeing him. He is a black man. Yeah, I um, looked him up to see if I recognized him, and I, di- I didn't recognize him. I didn't either. Although but, he looked a little familiar, but uh, I didn't recognize him. Not all black people no, look the same. No, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> I maybe, know you maybe. wouldn't. <laughs> in Boardwalk Empire or something. Yeah, I yeah. I I didn't watch Boardwalk Empire or Blue Bloods, but I whew, I gets down with some special victims unit, and I don't remember him at all. But uh, he he may have been just a in one episode or something. 
Maybe he also there was is... a lot of like black gangsters in Boardwalk Empire. Oh, was there now? Didn't yeah. know that. Didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it's set like I, th- I want to say during in the twenties. Yeah, uh-huh. it must have yeah. been in the twenties because it was um, during uh, Prohibition. And so okay. there were like um, a lot of bootleggers and uh, there was this one gang of black guys who were bootleggers. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very interesting. Well, it's a, it sounds period E, period yes. PC. So, right up my alley. Uh, right yeah. up your alley, lady. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Blue Buds, Blue Buds, I think had uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg's brother. I don't know which one. Donnie Wahlberg. Feel the vibration. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I never watched that one. Nah, but it's it's been on TV a long time. So anyway, and and then this guy uh, Stokes, he's also a, a, a musician, and his uh, stage name is Isaiah. Now the S is a dollar sign. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, so he's due back. <laughs> Why in court. would it not be? <laughs> <laughs> he's due back in court the day we record this, um, and if he's convicted, he faces up to twenty five years to life in prison. So I guess he's accused of unloading nearly eleven shots. Oh. During wow. this brazen afternoon shooting wow. in the daytime. Who gets so that mad in the daytime? Summertime in New York. Jeez. The weather, the weather is fine. The sun is shining. Why are you doing shooting people? Why are you so mad? Why are you so <laughs> mad? You wanna auger. I can't auger with you. So gun violence, I watch too much TikTok. Gun violence is all too prevalent in our neighborhoods. And uh, but this guy was he, it's not like he was hungry, right? Usually it, crimes um occur out of desperation so this could have just been a dispute maybe he was in a bad mood right um but the incident took place on february 7th around 2 45 p.m in in new york um surveillance footage showed stokes exiting a car parked at an uh road rage intersection in oh. queens new york approaching the driver's side window he why then alleged that? why you do that remember when we talked about we must have mentioned people are and have been losing their goddamn minds because they've been in the house. Yeah, yeah. You know, for 18 months. But you got, I mean, meditate, y'all. Come on. Yeah, Breathe come on. Do some, Breathe it out. Do some guided meditation, some, for Christ's well, yes, sake. exactly. <laughs> uh, sing a song. Uh, so he fired 11 shots into this man's wow. car, hitting Jones, and he was 37 years old. Wow. And he was pronounced dead by uh, paramedics, and there's no other information known about the circumstances that led to the murder. But I think... We get it. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia... 
Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. We are gathered here today to give you permission to plan the wedding that you want. I'm Jessica Bishop. And I'm Sari Wienerman. And we're the hosts of the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today's couples have to juggle so many things, from family expectations to outdated traditions and what's currently trending. So to make it easier, we're going deep to figure out why we do weddings the way that we do, so you can decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. You are cordially invited to subscribe to The Bouquet Toss wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. By the power vested in us, we pronounce you free to plan your day your way. Get ready for your starring role in a thrilling adventure full of hidden clues, immersive scenes, danger, and romance. That's right, it's June's Journey, and you play June Parker, an amateur detective investigating a series of mysteries. Ooh, you'll put your powers of observation to the test, sharpen your sleuthing skills, find objects, and claim rewards. The visuals are fire. It's like a party for your eyeballs. <laughs> As you play this thrilling adventure full of hidden clues, immersive scenes with danger and romance in full force. Whether you're craving a good mystery or just need to get away for a while, June's Journey is the perfect game for you. It really is a sweet escape. I like to play when I need a mental pick-me-up. There is a detective in all of us. Find your inner detective. Download June's Journey free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Yeah. Um, and let's see how long I've been yapping my big fat mouth. Oh, 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, so your turn. <laughs> So uh, my first story is about a woman named Pamela Hupp. Okay. Pamela Hupp, 62, has been charged with fatally stabbing her quote-unquote friend, <laughs> Elizabeth Betsy Faria, back in 2011. Friend, you say? Yes. Okay. Someone stabbed Faria 55 times at her home on December 27th, 2011. I just spit out all my tea. Did you say 57 <laughs> times? 55. Jesus. Yeah. That is still a lot of stabbings. Okay, what? <laughs> so Betsy's husband, Russell Faria, was originally tried and convicted of the murder, but he was acquitted in 2015 oh. uh, during a retrial. And okay. alibi witnesses placed him my, miles away from the residence when Elizabeth probably died. Okay. Okay. The defense presented Pamela Hupp as an alternate suspect, and the oh. investigation was criticized because they, she was never considered like a, a serious suspect. Oh. And Russell Faria reached a $2 million settlement over officers allegedly ignoring evidence against Hupp. <gasps> So wow. now Hupp has been finally charged with killing Betsy Faria, with which, if you might remember, happened in 2011. 
Oh my! This whole time she was probably like, "I got away with it. I got <laughs> well, away with more, it." Go, let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> so she, she got Betsy to make her the beneficiary of a hundred and fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy <laughs> days I just before the, the murder. Rest of my tea again. <laughs> what? Days before the murder, and it surmised that she stabbed Faria those 55 times in order to make it look like a, it, it was a rage killing. and oh, uh, to make it look like a friend did not do it. Like her husband did it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> they think she staged the crime scene to frame Russell Faria. Wow, this lady. Ooh, a piece There's of more. work she is. Okay, There's Pam. More. What else, Pam? What what so else? Pamela Hupp, uh, when she was charged, was already in prison <laughs> because she killed a man named Louis Gumpenberger, who lived with a mental disability from a 2005 car crash. Oh. And she lured him to her home in O'Fallon, Missouri, shot him. And then uh-huh. told police he had been attempting to kidnap her at knife point. Oh! But she had actually told him she had been driving around telling people she was a Dateline producer. Excuse requesting me? help to reenact a 911 call. Because that's what Dateline producers do. Of course. Chris <laughs> Hansen told us at CrimeCon. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> and uh, she tried to pull other people into the story, too. So they have witnesses who said, you know, yeah, she tried that on oh me. Oh, my. Oh, she's going straight to hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this woman is bad news. Wow. And the motive in that killing was that she wanted to make it seem like Russell Faria was behind the kidnapping. And she wanted to distract focus from herself in Betsy Faria's death. <gasps> Not only that, but she is also suspected of killing her own goddamn mother. Wait a diddly doggone <laughs> minute. Wow, yeah. what a rap sheet. Yeah, Pam. so... It's a crazy ass story. And Dateline did a podcast hosted by Keith Morrison on her called The Thing About Pam. Wait, uh, pause. There's a Dateline podcast? Yeah. Excuse me. Hang on a second. (laughs) I need to grab my telephone. I did. I didn't. I feel like a dumb ass. How dare so the, I? The regular Dateline podcast is just episodes of Dateline. So okay. you, you, just the audio. But okay. uh, this was a, a one off called The Thing About Pam. And they have other ones that are one offs, too. <gasps> oh, my God. Um, this story is crazy. Rest in peace to everyone who's this woman's life <laughs> all, ruined. All the victims of this crazy woman. <laughs> I am very excited to find out about this podcast. Jesus, yeah. thank you. Whoa, You're welcome. Yeah, it's a crazy him. story. Mm, there you go. Mm, 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 mm. I ooh, that is like a, a delicious uh, morsel of uh, grilled salmon with uh, lemon juice. I mean, it's uh, it's such a juicy story. Thank you. You're I welcome. can't wait for what what else is on the menu. Well, did you hear the story about that shooting in Tucson? I did. I saw that on yeah. our timeline. I did not read the article. What happened? Well, two people are dead and multiple others, including first responders, have been hurt after someone showed up to an active house fire in Tucson and just started shooting. <gasps> 
No fucking way. Yeah. Are you serious? Did they apprehend the... Yeah, they got him. He's been described as a 35-year-old man. Uh, He was taken to the hospital in critical condition after exchanging gunfire with a Tucson police officer. But Mm. they didn't name him, at least uh, not yet today. So this happened yesterday, I believe. Yeah. On Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So the Tucson Fire Department responded to a reported house fire around 345 p.m. in south southeast of downtown Tucson. Okay. Not long after the paramedics arrived at the scene, a man in a silver SUV approached the ambulance and began shooting. (gasps) The man fired multiple shots into the driver's side of the ambulance, striking both paramedics inside. One of the paramedics was able to call for help and provide a description of the suspect's vehicle. Uh Police said one of the paramedics described as a 20-year-old was taken to the hospital in critical condition with a gunshot wound to the head. (gasps) The other, described as a 21-year-old woman, was struck in the arm and is expected to be okay. Okay. Police said the man in the silver SUV then drove to the house where the reported house fire was taking place again. Oh, oh, and began shooting. Yeah. Oh. He started shooting again. Oh. And two people were hit on during that incident. A captain with the Tucson Fire Department (gasps) who is shot in the arm and is expected to be okay. And a forty four year old man, a neighbor, who Uh died after he was shot in the head. Oh, a third person was grazed by a bullet and expected to be okay. Now, when the when the article first came out, they said there were several children that were missing. Okay, um, and they didn't know where they were, but they I guess they were located and they're safe. Okay, but one person was found dead inside the burned house, um, and due to the condition of the body, investigators have not been able to determine that person's age or gender. Oh Um, my god! I wonder if this guy killed somebody in the house and then set it on fire. And then, right. And prevented first responders from, from accessing the home yeah, right. so that he could get away with it, except or he something. returned twice yeah. and shot and killed other people. Yeah. Millennials. Yeah, not, Jesus not, Christ. <laughs> not a great idea. <laughs> wow. What a story. Oh, my God. Thoughts and prayers, Tucson. Come on, y'all. Yeah, put them yeah. guns away. Yeah, put oh, them away. Stop geez. it. Jeez. All right, Beth. <laughs> Which do you is have a... any happy stories? <laughs> well, I have a new segment for you. I have a few stories that are kind of kind of related. Ooh, give, me, give it to me, please. My new segment is called Don't Do That. Oh, don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. Don't okay. do that. Okay. <laughs> so a 44-year-old Colorado man last week was found guilty of vehicular homicide after speeding well over 100 miles per, per hour, live streaming it to his Facebook page. Oh, oh Brian no. Kirby was found guilty by an Adams County jury on three counts stemming from the 2018 incident, including leaving the scene of a fatal crash and reckless manslaughter. Mm. According to the DA, Kirby live streamed himself driving up to 167 miles per hour on E470. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
That's in the insane. video, he was driving between 120 and 150 miles per hour while saying on his stream, we cruise at 140. Oh, Kirby continued to speed up to 155 miles per hour while talking to viewers on his Facebook live feed before he rapidly approached the dark colored sedan. Kirby oh. came upon oh. the sedan traveling in the right lane from the left, crossing over the center marking and then striking the vehicle in the rear while going around 120 miles per hour. Oh, my God. There was a loud crunch heard on the live stream as the phone tumbled and then the, then the feed abruptly stopped. <gasps> So, oh my God. So don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> wow. What on earth? I mean, did he have a nice car? Was he a skilled driver? Was he Not ghost riding the whip? Not I don't know, but it doesn't sound like it. And so, what's the point? And now lives have been lost. Right. So, well, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, lesson learned. I won't do that. So my next story is about a wild police chase of a woman in a stolen truck. And uh, this incident happened in Worcester, Massachusetts. I guess a guy called 911 and said a lady he didn't know just got in his truck and started driving away. Oh, okay. (laughs) But he had GPS. So uh, the police were tracking the vehicle. Uh um, And while they were tracking it, they were flagged by another driver who told them that a car their car had been hit by the pickup truck only minutes oh. before. Oh, <laughs> so this, this lady's wilding out. <laughs> yes, she is. Although good thing the police were around. It's one of those times where you're like, are there any police around? Where right. are they? When you where meet are them? they? Yeah. yeah. Well, they were here. So okay, they good. started chasing her. Uh-huh. Um, and then she stopped. Mm-hmm. A police officer got out of the vehicle and okay. started towards the stolen vehicle and then she drove away oh the officer got back into his cruiser and followed her uh she began to increase her speed Uh and drive through red lights so the officer stopped following her for safety reasons okay okay uh and then the lady got into some heavy traffic so she Uh decided to cross over into the wrong lane in oncoming traffic no and drove into a van no So uh, then they approached the vehicle again in an attempt to get her. And she backed up the vehicle at a high rate of speed and struck a cruiser behind her, knocked down and dragged one of the detail officers. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. So then they uh, they started chasing her again and then stopped because it was getting crazy. Yeah. And then she ended up pulling into a drive-thru at a McDonald's. No, to get food (laughs) through the drive-thru? through the drive-thru. Oh, my God. Any relation to Pam? (laughs) I wonder. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) So the officers were able to locate her again, and they attempted to arrest her. They approached her in two vehicles, but she intentionally struck one before veering off the road. But then she got stuck in a pile of mulch that was on the McDonald's property. So, <laughs> oh no, they rats. were able to pull her out of the vehicle and she fought and struggled with them during the arrest. So, oh my gosh, you know what? At, at, like, her, it, her life was over, like the moment she got in that car and stole Truck it. And, yeah. So, balls to the wall, baby. Yeah. Like, not, you know, <laughs> nothing to lose. Might as well see how far I could take this. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I that's I wouldn't but, steal a car uh, in everybody... the first place. The, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I like this segment. This is fun. <laughs> My wow. next story is about a Taco Bell employee. 
that was oh. arrested last Monday in Nashville. Okay. Actually, I don't know if it was last Monday. Uh, okay. She was arrested in Nashville after okay. she and her coworkers allegedly set off fireworks inside the restaurant. No. Okay. Causing the building to catch fire as they watched from afar and accidentally oh. locked themselves out. <laughs> oh, my God. Was she an employee? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think no. I think the one that got arrested, uh, they might have all been arrested, but this article was about her, and I think she was actually the manager. <gasps> no! <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. So the incident <laughs> she must have really hated it there. Yeah. <laughs> the incident occurred on July 5th at uh, a location in Tennessee's capital city of Nashville. Okay. But the investigation into how the blaze began to take a turn on July 8th when the restaurant's management called local fire investigators to report that the surveillance cameras had captured their employees playing with fireworks inside inside the restaurant. Really? According to the surveillance footage, the employees can be seen locking the doors to the dining room to keep customers from entering the business. Safety the video, first. Yeah. <laughs> the video then shows the employees running around inside the store with fireworks in their hands (laughs) at one point in the video the employees can be seen going into the men's bathroom where they are out of sight of the camera for a short period of time before returning to the lobby and placing an item into a trash can near the door employees are seen using their cell phone cameras to record the trash can from the outside of the restaurant employees then realize that they locked themselves out of the restaurant (gasps) and they tried unsuccessfully to get back into the store when they saw the trash can start to smoke, they called 911. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do you have to go to jail for that? Or can uh, that just probably, be like, a, yeah, because you know what? The fire caused more than $30,000 worth of damage oh, to the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> so uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, man. There's, oh, my gosh. No take backsies. Woo. No take backsies. No. Oh, no, that. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, my God. These are such fun mistakes. <laughs> and yeah, I'm glad I just it came wasn't a, me. Came uh, across a whole string of these crazy stories. So. Wow. People are wiling out everywhere. They are. It's wow. True. Oh, man, fuck this pan- panorama. <laughs> per- <laughs> Parabola. Pa- pa- Panda Pandejo. Express. Pandejo. Get out. <laughs> my life uh wow okay well so that's that all was i got really, i have my cheeks are hurting because i've been smiling so mine too this was fun i like this segment don't yeah. do that don't do that i'll see if i can find one for every episode Ooh, fun stuff <laughs> well uh that's the news look alive y'all it's crazy out there folks 
Uh, where can the people find us, Beth? Our website is fruitloopspod.com. Our Facebook page is Fruit Loops Pod, and our discussion group is Fruit Loops Pod Discussion on Facebook. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Fruit Loops Pod, and links to our sources will be in our footnotes. If you want to support the show, you can send us a donation on the Cash App. Just Google Fruit Loops Pod Cash App, or you can become a monthly patron through Podbean. This will help us pay for things like our website and pod hosting. There's no minimum and no commitment. Even a dollar would help. And as always, we have merch for sale on our website. That's right. Now, this is a weekly podcast and new episodes drop every Thursday. So until next time, look alive, y'all. It's crazy out there. someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you, would you call me? Would you care about how I got them back? (sighs) Download American Vigilante now. My name is Bill Huffman, and I am a former Cleveland news producer, and I am now the host of the podcast, Who Killed? I began the show focusing on the unsolved murder of Amy Mihaljevic, and now each week I explore a different case with a focus on some of the victims who don't get the attention they deserve. I have a deep catalog of over 225 episodes, so there is a guarantee there will be something for you. Who Killed is an evergreen podcast killer podcasts and slow burn media production subscribe today wherever you get your favorite shows